Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Pat Sherlock, and welcome to the podcast today. Today is a deeper dive on the important topic of how realtors view loan officers and how to develop a successful working relationship with realtors. I have the perfect guest, Aubrey Holler, who is currently with Phantom Realty and previous to that with Keller. But Audrey has been in the mortgage business and has seen it on both sides. She's had an extensive, successful career, had her own title company and so many other things that she's accomplished in the world of mortgage banking. So she knows both sides for sure. Hi, Aubrey. Hi, Pat. Thanks for having me today. Well, this is such an important topic. And so why don't you talk about how you made the transition to the realtor side and talk about how you chose different brokerage firms that you went to and share with our listeners how that all went about. Sure. So I became licensed as a real estate agent in October of 2020. Prior to that, I worked in title agencies for 20 years. I sold my business to Weikert Realtors and worked for them for about three years. So I've always thought about getting my real estate license to kind of round out all of those licenses you get in this industry. And in 2020, I had the time to do that. Thank you to the pandemic. So there's one positive. When I started looking at brokerages, I was looking at, you know, who were the good brands, who were honestly the brokerages that would give me the most autonomy. Being that I am new as a real estate agent, but not new to the industry, I wasn't looking for a brokerage that was going to partner me up with someone or provide me with intense training, but more provide me with the tools to build a business. So Keller Williams seemed to be that brokerage and I was with them for about a year. And then recently I moved over to Fathom Realty, mostly because they give the autonomy, but they have just a a more preferable commission structure. So now I'm with Fathom Realty and I love it. Well, Aubrey, talk about what your typical day in the life, especially you've entered the business when the market for the real estate side has been so hot and certainly the demand has been really historic. So talk about what does the typical day look like? It's quite different than it was when I first started um, because you weren't really able to meet people in person as often as you are now. But your typical day starts with how am I going to get lead generation, right? That is one of the most important things for a real estate agent is lead generation. And the way they tell you to do it as a real estate agent is to list, right? Listings are fertile ground for leads, but also engaging your community. So the typical day is you do your social media planning, you schedule your posts, you contact your network, and work your current transactions, right? So it may be showing people homes, it might be setting up a listing, it might be going on a listing appointment, but it can vary and and there's a lot of flexibility in there. So I think for real estate agents, one of the biggest things is having resources and having discipline to do the, the things that help them capture opportunity. Well, not unlike the loan officer, for sure, which is responsible for the lead generation, but let's talk about what you look for in the loan officer. 
Sure. So what I look for in a loan officer may be different than another agent, but I can tell you generally real estate agents are looking for someone who is going to be a value partner to them, meaning that they're going to be kind of like a business partner, right? Um, the realtor is going to, to be the one that's bringing in customers that will feed them to the loan officer, but the loan officer has lead generation opportunities too. So they work as partners, they work in tandem. Specifically for me, I look for a loan officer that really knows their business and is able to handle a wide range of opportunities and, the, and loan programs. And the reason being is that you never know who you're gonna get as an agent. And you want someone that has enough knowledge and a broad exposure to multiple loan programs so that you have options for your customers. Yeah, no, great points, Aubrey. So when you're looking at loan officers, typically, how many of them would you stay, would you keep in your circle? And I'm sure like many realtors that you've been inundated with people soliciting you, but how many do you actually end up working with? I wouldn't have a wide circle, right? So I would say three to five. I mean, it's it, that's pretty average as far as maintaining relationships. You want to be able to have enough people where you have variety and you have options for your customers but also you want to have the right amount of people that you can actually give business to on a regular basis, right? So if you have six to 10 real estate or loan officers in your network, the pressure's on to produce that much work where you can feed all of them, right? And so I would say three to five is a healthy amount to have in your network that you're regularly working with. So what would be some of the things that would cause you to remove a loan officer and have you had to do that even though you've only been in the business a year and a half? It's funny that you should say that. Yes, <laughs> I have had the opportunity. Okay. Uh, so I, I think for me personally, because I have the full spectrum of perspective, I've closed over 10,000 transactions in my career. I'm looking for that knowledge, right? And so I had an experience with a loan officer who made promises too soon that they could not keep. And it was based on a lack of knowledge of the product that they were providing. And it put my transaction at risk. And I ended up uh, having to kind of duct tape and MacGyver the deal. <laughs> keep it together. And I just didn't need that. I need someone that I can depend on for reliable information. In short, I want someone that will tell me, no, they can't do the deal. If they can't do the deal, I don't want a yes person. That is the worst and most dangerous relationship to have because then it puts your customers at risk. And when they get angry, you look like the one that's incompetent as the agent. Yeah, good point for sure. So how would you, I'm sure the average realtor, according to research, is getting like 35 emails a day from different loan officers, but how would you recommend for a loan officer to actually get your attention? What actually shows the knowledge from your viewpoint? Industry information being distributed. So I don't mind being on an email list if the information that I'm getting is useful. I think that a loan officer that's not trying to sell me with the first communication is going to get my attention. I would be open to having a conversation with someone, right? So even if I have, I'm at my max at five, networking is part of what we do, right? In this business across all disciplines. 
So I'm always open to having conversations with someone who can offer me information that's valuable, not a salesy approach per se, right? Like I, I, I don't talk to people when I go to the car dealership because I don't <laughs> like to be sold to. <laughs> but if they approach me in a way that represents that they're looking to network, that they know someone I know, that maybe I've done a deal with them in the past and they can reference that, that that's valuable to me. And, and then maybe giving me some intelligent information that I can use for my customers. So what would be intelligent information? Because you really hit on the heart of the matter. What is valuable information from your standpoint? So valuable information from my standpoint would be maybe new regulations that are affecting certain loan programs that are prevalent in my market. So that's very specific, right? So if I'm in a market where 80% of the homes are financed with FHA loans and there's an FHA regulation or guideline that's changing or uh, like say they're changing the minimum credit score. If a loan officer tells me that ahead of time, that's good to know because even though realtors do seek out this information, they're getting inundated with stuff from Inman and industry news. Sure. And so much information to consume. So to underscore and highlight that for me shows me the loan officer did his research on my market, knows where I'm operating, cares enough to give me relevant information. That's someone that put the effort in and they deserve a conversation. So that does tie back to this issue of how would you want to receive this information? Obviously, emailing is the go-to for most people. Is it through webinars? What is it that you want to get that information? Certainly, in-person visits uh, seem to be more prevalent now, but now we are going back to some other issues. So how would the loan officer provide this information to you? So email is a good one. Uh, we're always looking at our email and it's a, that's a soft approach, right? Because it's not in your face, right? So, uh, you know, email's a good one. Through networking events, face-to-face -face meetings, approaching, you know, going to the office, dropping off information. I would say LinkedIn messaging to a certain degree, but I tend personally to dismiss a lot of that stuff because I get marketed a lot at LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn's become a fertile ground for marketers and I think it's getting old. It used to be unique and right. now it's not. So I don't think that necessarily LinkedIn is the best place to do it, to present the information, maybe to ask for an introduction or a connection. But I would make sure that if, if the loan officer is approaching the real estate agent, that they're connected to other people the real estate agent is connected to. They have to have mutual connections. You so attend like the brokerage, the realtor brokerage events that they have, and therefore the loan officer should be attending them also? Or, or what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think lenders should be attending real estate events. There are real estate networking groups locally that they can attend. And they should be attending or putting on webinars at real estate offices. I know a lot of real estate agents don't go to the office anymore, so it's tough to get them in. But the one upside to that is the ones that may not be doing a lot of business now, but really want to learn and don't have a lot of solid relationships in the network yet are going to be at those things, right? So it's almost like a it's the very beginning of their career. Mm -hmm. and if an experienced loan officer, you can lend a lot of value to that person. 
So what about the state organizations and the local organizations? Are you apt to attend those types of things? And is that something that should be part of the loan officer's marketing efforts? I don't personally attend them. Um, there are a lot of free webinars that these organizations put on. One of the recommendations I actually had for a title company that I was consulting with recently is sponsoring CE credits for the real estate agents through the local, the real estate association. So if uh, Ocean County Board of Realtors is, is offering CE courses, there's an opportunity to sponsor that CE course that's being offered to real estate agents. And that's a really good way for a loan officer to network themselves with a large group of people. And especially now because they're all being done virtually so that there's a higher attendance. Yeah, that's a good point for sure. So how important is the product and interest rates from your viewpoint? Of course, that's one of the things as you well know, in your mortgage days, that's all we ever talk about. But what's your view from a realtor's standpoint? I think the product trumps the interest rates because interest rates are so competitive right now. There's a minute difference. I think that if the rate is competitive to what's being advertised, the customer's going to be okay. I think it's more about matching the right product to the customer so that they have a higher chance of being approved and the deal can go through. Yeah, approvals matter, that's for sure. Are you one to look at, certainly, these loan officers that are marketing to you, and let's say you don't know them, are you apt to look at their ratings by their customers? Because certainly it's a trend within mortgage that customer ratings are highly valued. Yes, absolutely. I think that customer ratings are more relevant today than they have been in the past because they're so accessible. So yes, if, if a loan officer approached me that was someone that was distantly known or not known at all. I would Google them and I would check them out on Facebook and I would look at their ratings and I would look at what they're posting um, to kind of evaluate outside of what is being told to me, you know, what the pitch is, who this person is. Right. Most real estate agents would do the same because like I said in the beginning, this is a partnership. When you put someone on your list, that's your partner. Right. That's a good point. And certainly what I see a lot of times that with ratings that some people do it on the mortgage side and some people don't, it just is a missing opportunity for sure. So Audrey, when you have a customer that already has a pre-approval, how do you handle that? So I will look at the pre-approval. I will definitely scrutinize it to see if I've had past experiences with the company or the loan officer, right? And I will certainly recommend that they get a, a second opinion on that pre-approval with someone from my network. Um, again, because I'm a strong believer in having a team behind you to make transactions go successfully but also delivering a consistent customer experience to my buyers and sellers is paramount to my brand. And so I do not feel that I am able to have semblance of control when there's someone involved that I don't work with regularly. Right. So what percentage of your customers, borrowers coming to you that are pre-approved? What, what are you seeing in the marketplace? So I've been pretty lucky. All of my customers have come to me in the very beginning and I've been able to put them through my team. 
So I haven't really been presented with any pre-approvals from, from anyone except for that one. There was one that they came with the pre-approval. It was a, a loan officer that I had not worked with and they insisted that they wanted to use them and they were going through a special program. So it was not a program that my loan officers worked with specifically. Um, and so we allowed it to go through and that, and that it didn't go through. It ended up not going through. So. Wow. That unfortunately does happen. It's interesting that you're saying about the pre-approvals because many times in the mortgage business, they're assuming that everybody's been pre-approved. <laughs> so, but it's not what you see in your own experience. It's very interesting. So Aubrey, talk about, would you expect the loan officer to co-market with you or talk about that issue, which is always a hot issue? I think that my feelings about this are more specifically tailored to my past experiences, like being on the title side and having the pressure to co-market with my customers all the time. I kind of have a soft place in my heart for loan officers. So I personally don't expect anyone to co-market with me because I know the pain of having to deal with that. And I'm sympathetic to that. However, generally real estate agents do like that because we have to pay for all of our marketing and real estate agents are and i i expect that most loan officers are too you know it's a hundred percent out of pocket business until you start making money so it's important for real estate agents to have resources where they're not shelling out a ton of money for marketing um, because they they listings do cost money and so and it's money that you're not guaranteed to get back so that that's why real estate agents really like to to have partners that will co-market with them. But I'm not a big pusher of it. That's interesting. Uh, I think the perception is certainly that the perception one is, is that that's certainly what all realtors want. And the second perception, I think, is that marketing service agreements where the mortgage company sits inside a realtor's office is supposed to be you know, the only way to get business, which isn't true. So, but it, it's interesting that you say that. So if you look at a loan officer and the deal that fell through for you that you mentioned. So in other words, you gave that loan officer one chance and that loan officer, you, you would not refer business to them. Is it more than likely that you would refer business to them in the future? It doesn't sound like you would. Not that one. But I am willing to give second chances. So look, things happen, things go wrong. And again, going back to my title days, like the title company is always under the bus, right? So sure. <laughs> we understand mistakes happen, things happen. I've been in that world. So again, that, that sympathetic ear is there for me, but it really just depends on the severity of the issue, right? So. In my case, with this particular loan officer, it was just pure incompetence, right? So there's no trust. But if right. I have trust with one of my partners and there's a mistake that happens and they're honest with me and it's not fixable, I'm going to be upset. But again, it's a partnership. So you have to forgive, but you don't have to forget, right? So next time, maybe I'll remind them, please don't forget that one thing that you forgot the last time. <laughs> 
Well, that's good. That's a good strategy for sure. So talk about what opportunities, since you've been on both sides of the transaction, do you think loan officers aren't pursuing that they should be pursuing? I'm getting a lot of loan officers marketing to me through LinkedIn, or I get an email and I sometimes I get a phone call, but I'm not seeing loan officers in my network doing a lot of distribution of industry information. I'm not seeing posting in my LinkedIn feed of what's going on in the industry. I'm seeing advertisements of other agents listings that they partner with. I'm seeing ads, you know, ad type postings, you know, like rates are down, refinance or something like that, right? But I'm not seeing substantive information. And I think there's a lot going on in our industry today with all of the um, technology and the vertical integrations going on. To see somebody that's really into their 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 industry and and interested in being educated about it and then spreading that to others would is a missed opportunity, I think. So again, let's just talk a little bit about that you would want to see in your case, not just interest rate information, but what are some of the, for instance, like e-closing, I would assume, or those types of technologies, you would be interested as a realtor to know about them. That's that's what I hear you saying. Especially those types of topics like e-closing, right? Because if if a lender's company is developing capabilities to streamline communications with their title partners or streamline communications with agents or streamline communications with buyers and sellers and they're leveraging technology to increase their their efficiencies that would get my attention because that's a company that's looking to improve and leverage technological advances that have been fast tracked over the past 18 months to make their business model better which means I can deliver more efficient services to my customers. So are you looking for information? It sounds like you're doing a lot of social media stuff yourself to generate leads. Is that type of information something of interest to you? I mean, not everybody is a social media expert for sure. Yes. You know, even for me, social media is daunting. I'm very tech forward and I understand it very well, but I hate doing it. To be completely honest. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, social media in general to real estate agents is this monster of a mountain as it comes to like when it comes to marketing and real estate brokerages are doing everything that they can to integrate these types of things and automate them for real estate agents on the transaction management platform side. But if, if a loan officer is also very apt at social media and managing it, that is definitely something that I would look at of value to partner with. So that social media techniques and marketing um, and knowledge about that is going to make a loan officer stand out as well. So, and it also sounds like obviously the message that should be coming from the loan officer should be more customized to you, particularly because you see all these emails that go out there that are just generalized information. Uh, is it, are you apt to read like long emails or you like them short and to the point? I will read a long email if it's of value, right? So if it's good information, like an article, I'll read it. Um, but I think that short and to the point is good, but also specific. 
right? So general advertisements sent through email that don't aren't specific. And I don't mean just plugging the agent's first name in the, in the first line, right? right? But really understanding the agent. I mean, there's information out there where you can see the agent's activity and what they've done and their recent transaction they closed. And you can use that and pull it in to create a connection where the loan officer looks or appears to really care about that particular agent and what they're doing in their business. Because what I've discovered in the real estate community is that real estate is very personal to realtors. Their brand, their business, it's, it's promoted that way by their brokers. They're told this is your own business. You can put your own stamp on it. You can do whatever you want. And so they really take that to heart. So any personal connection, like I care about your business, is going to speak volumes. That's really, well, that's a good point. And sometimes I think in the mortgage business, we focus on rates and and all of that. And that really is uh, not the key component that they should be focusing on. So what would you say, just from what you've been doing for the last year and a half, and then also, obviously, you've been on the other side. What don't loan officers realize about realtors that they should really know? I'm going to say it's my perception, right? Because I'm, I've never been a loan officer, right? So my perception is that I don't think that many of them realize that personal connection is so important, that investment type communication, like I want to help invest in your business. I don't think they realize that. And that's something that was apparent to me, you know, in training some of the loan officers in the past at, at past companies where the conversation was, well, I'm giving them the information, I'm giving them the facts, I'm giving them the rates, I'm giving them the form. But there wasn't this, look, we're in it together. You know, I have this phrase that I used to say all the time in title and it's nobody gets paid unless it closes. And that's so true. We're all on the same team. And so once loan officers are able to get on that level with real estate agents and really work hard at doing that, they're going to be much more successful in creating stickiness in the relationship. And that obviously is not just one contact. I mean, certainly if a loan officer thinks that they're going to develop that relationship off of one contact, it has to be consistent and frequent with the message that you're talking about. Do you often see that where they just think they should be doing business and they really have, they haven't even really talked to you? Yeah. And that's where the, that whole sales upfront comes from. Like that's, that's where my comments came from is I have people call me and they just, they try to, they act like I should just be sending them business. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. That's for sure. But yes, I, I, I see that myself. And so you did mention about social media and I just wanted to get a couple things out there and get your opinion on them before we wrap up. And how often are you on social media? What type of social media do you use? Are you someone to do live streaming? Do you have your own podcast or are any of those things, things that you would be interested in doing if a loan officer came to you? Well, the answer is yes. Uh, I would be interested in doing any of that. Um, I'm not a big live stream person. I don't like to be on camera very often. It's just not comfortable for me. I think it's a generational thing. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you on that. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, but podcast, I, I have a couple of ideas for podcasts, but I haven't launched them yet, but they are actually coming. So podcasts are definitely on my roadmap. Okay. And for social media, again, like I said, I hate to do it. So I have a, a blog that automatically posts to my Facebook page and I share that. And then I, I do repost a lot. Um, and when I do have listings, I promote them. But for the most part, my engagement on social media, again, is on that personal level. So I look to interact with other people's posts to create that network and that connection rather than pushing it out, right? If I see something that really speaks to me and is representative of the message I want to give, then I'll write about it and I'll post it. But I'm not one of those people that posts multiple times a day. Yeah. Well, that leads to the next question. So you're doing your own posting. You don't outsource it. No, there's a service that I have that will, they produce relevant real estate blog posts and it will auto post to my Facebook page. So I have some sort of like regular feed going out. Sure. Um, I'm mostly outreaching rather than posting. So have you found that social media has helped you in your listings and your buyers? I mean, has that been effective for you? Yes, it has. So my listings have been very successful and selling very quickly online, although the market has helped a lot. Sure. But also, um, I belong to my community Facebook pages and I will read them in the morning and I will comment on posts that are relevant to real estate. So that is a really good source for real estate agents and even loan officers, community Facebook pages, people post all the time. Uh, oh, I'm looking to move to Lacey Township and I'm just wondering what the neighborhood's like, what, what's the community like? I've seen that more often than not over the past year where people are inquiring about the community on Facebook community pages and that opens the door for a provider for real estate to step in and say, hey, I'm your neighborhood expert or, hey, I'm, I'm a loan officer and I could help you, you know, acquire a home in this neighborhood because I'm an expert in this neighborhood. Um, so that's the, the bulk of my social media is kind of like trolling those. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Uh, and uh, let me ask this question. Uh, from the open house standpoint, there's always been this issue within mortgage banking about that the loan officer should attend the open house. But on the flip side, a lot of realtors don't like that. And so what's your thoughts on that? I have mixed feelings about that. I think that a loan officer can attend, but you're going to get more demand for the loan officer to attend at a higher end listing, not your average $350,000 to $475 home, but it also depends on the agent, right? So if the agent's not very well versed in mortgage lending, then they may want a, real, a, a loan officer with them at their open house. So it's all personal preference. I don't think that you can have a generality about that. Um, but I believe that a loan officer who offers to attend open houses or support open houses is extending, again, that personal interest in the real estate's business, real estate agent's business. And that's mm -hmm. important. That's a really good point. Well, again, 
lots of great information today. So, Audrey, talk about, I guess, how would you, for a loan officer, your, your, your two best comments or takeaways that you would want to share today about how to have a successful relationship with a realtor? What, what would your last comments be? Do your research and make it personal. I think they're words to live by. <laughs> I think it's true with everything. Make it personalized and certainly, obviously, know and be knowledgeable about what you're talking about. But certainly, I agree with that 100%. Well, I want to thank you for for sharing all these wonderful insights. I think they've been fabulous. And I think in particular, because you've been on both sides, you know the world of mortgage lending in addition to the realtor side, for sure. And I want to thank everybody for listening. I certainly appreciate you spending time with us. Aubrey, thanks so much. Thank you, Pat. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us. If your sales team needs training in hiring and lead generation, schedule a free consultation by emailing me at psherlock at qfsconsulting.com.